Revelations can come from the strangest places. The three of you come to what appears to be a dead end. And lucky I'm behind them. Yeah. The wall in front of you has sort of a circular motif on it. And Morla traces her fingers along some lines that to you look like some kind of, there's some technology behind this door. But she traces her fingers along these lines and they glow as she traces them. And the door moves backwards and rolls aside. And you're hit with sunlight from the other side. The three of you enter this space and it seems huge. It seems like impossibly large. The ceiling is emanating a glow like like sunlight and stretching out in front of you, there are what look like farms growing kelp on, like on Dak. There's a raised road in the center of it with platforms that go off onto the right and the left and there are little houses on these platforms and uh, off the distance you see a platform raised even further with a number of houses and uh, some kind of spire in the middle of it. You see people tending these fields in the middle of every field there's a pillar that goes up to the ceiling some sort of artifact of the construction of this place probably millennia ago. You know that you're really far down in Coruscant. This is old stuff. It's, it's the kind of place where you remember Coruscant used to be a planet. Yeah. I think I'm back to crab walking. <laughs> it's just like, that's just my automatic walking position for when I'm in a very weird and unfamiliar place. You seem to find all the weird and unfamiliar places down below Coruscant. No, you seem to find them and drag them, drag me there. Uh, I seem to remember you volunteering to go along on the expedition with Kirk Blaster. <laughs> Was there an option to not do that? I mean, it would have been a very boring game, but... I could have just taken a nap. Could have just taken a nap. Welcome to the Vale. Our town is in the center. We're almost there. It shouldn't be much longer. I follow along behind them at my brisk crab walk. <laughs> I, I like to feel that that I'm crouching enough that I'm, I'm getting a good workout. Mm-hmm. I'm doing some squats, yeah. walking along. You see, tending the fields, more humans and Mon Calamari. You see some Aqualish passing by. Ishi Tib with their green uh, skin and eye stalks and little beaks. And you make your way towards this village on a platform in the center of this place. As you get to the village, you can see the wall on the other side. This place is is big. It's like multiple Sunrider stadiums wide. The town is small. There are a few houses and in the center is this spire that you saw as you were approaching. It, as you get closer, it sort of looks like Jedi architecture that you've seen before. It's not as big as any sort of Jedi temple or anything that you that's on the surface, but the pillars and arches and all that sort of stuff, it's all reminiscent of the Jedi. If you would come in with us, I can show you the prophecy, the reason why we need this sword so badly. 
Okay. I And I'm still sort of reacting with the kind of confidence of someone who doesn't really believe themselves surrounded, even though I've literally just followed them into an entire town of some weird people. I yeah, they were, was there. there were definitely people as you came into this town too. They're all dressed similarly to Morla and Eamon. Is it my bravado or almost complete lack of cunning? Who knows? Entering this space, you see seating arranged facing um, sort of a podium at the far end. And in one of the corners, there's a group of older people whispering to each other. Morla shows you to this wall that sort of goes around the whole thing. And there are murals all along it. And she tells you a story. Looking at the first of these murals, you see what appears to be this place, a bunch of people working in the fields. We had peace for a long, long time. This world was bountiful. We could see the sky and see the stars. Before long, the Dark One came. You see the next mural. In this one, there appears to be a tall, shadowy figure. It's got this bronze mask that looks almost skull-like. What you recognize as a respirator, but to these people would probably look like like long teeth. But he's not needing it, right? It's just like a repurposed bit of equipment Maybe. for effect? Possibly. Okay. And he's Mad Max yeah, Fury Road looking. He's standing in the center of this village, looming over it as people run from these skeletal creatures that you recognize are droids. The Dark One came. He called himself Darth Ascurus of the Dim Vale. He came to try and enslave our people, take us to do his bidding. But then a hero appeared. And the next panel shows this. What species are they? Uh, Mon Calamari. They, okay. <laughs> it shows a Mon Calamari. They are crossing swords with this person you now know as Darth Ascurus. The sword in their hand that you recognize as a lightsaber does have a hilt that looks very similar to your sword. The swords are crossed over this pyramid-shaped thing, this black pyramid below them. The fields behind the two characters are burning, but the villagers are no longer running. They're fighting these droids. This, this all feels like what Carp's wildest dreams are made of. Yeah. <laughs> yep. A secret city in the middle of Coruscant shut off from the world. The hero, a, a knight of great power, Sir Filial, he came and banished the Dark One, vanquished him and put him in a tomb in the deepest depths of this world. The next panel shows the village again at peace and uh, even more prosperous than the first panel. But lately, in the last week or so, the minions of the Dark One have returned on the outskirts, outskirts of the Vale. His skeletal warriors have shown up and have burned our fields. The prophecy says that Darth Ascurus will return, and we believe it is the time of prophecy. Is this like their tourist info center? 
<laughs> no, this is like their church. Oh, okay. The final panel. Oh, so are, do these panels look like stained glass on the wall? Yeah, they also sort of have an art deco look to them. Sort of nouveau type of, yeah. Yeah, lots of wrought iron, gold inlay, and, yeah. and yeah, they're all pretty old though, maybe like hundreds of years old. You can tell that they've been cared for by the people who mm-hmm. live here, but maybe they don't have everything they need to keep them pristine. This town doesn't really look big enough to have sustained itself for that long. They've got a lot of farms. And Do they have a lot of people? Because You've I mean, probably seen maybe... How many humans we talk and how many <laughs> calamari are we talking that have just sustained their you've seen species maybe, over generations maybe in this place? T- uh, uh, well, you've seen people work in the farms and as you came into town you definitely saw people herding a group of of shacks, these big, like, bulbous okay. pig things through town. You've heard the sounds of animals off in the distance, too. The last panel shows those skeletal warriors again, the Dark One's minions at the edges of, of the artwork. And at the center, there is a Mon Calamari holding the sword that you have aloft above their head. <laughs> Does the Mon Calamari look more like me or more like Morla? You are about the same height. <laughs> but? have very similar skin tones. Okay. It's also a couple so, hundred years old. So maybe a thousand years old. So it's, it's a little old faded. Artwork, yeah. <laughs> so it's reasonable that the human thought that his little lady Morla could have been the prophesied one and wasn't just trying to rip out the sword from the hands of a Mon Calamari who looked no. exactly like the figure in this sacred panel in their village. No. Okay. You, uh, give me a perception check. You know it's one. I know it's, I know what it is. Two purples, it's average. You can have a boost. How, you can have a boost and a setback. <clears throat> All right. Is that the black it's or the red? one. Setback because you're remembering, this is like remembering things that happened while you were slowly rolling the dice. <laughs> I think I came out ahead on that Three one. successes total. So looking at these murals, yes, that sword does absolutely look like the sword in your hand. That original Mon Calamari from the first few panels, they, there's a, there's one additional piece of artwork off in the corner that shows this Mon Calamari with the, the village sort of clustered around uh, his back. And that strikes you as extremely familiar. The reverence I'm used to from... No, it looks a lot like the sculpture that Aname's carved that you saw at the doctor's apartment two days ago. And that pyramid shape that is behind the crossed swords of Darth Ascurus and Filial, the hero, that looks a lot like the thing that you saw the Dims digging up. Does does car? I feel like I'm talking. Wait, about oh, that. so is it? Is <laughs> I only need to know this for my my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. But is the pyramid standing on its point, or is it the point facing up? Oh, it's point up. Okay, but it's one of the boring pyramids. On closer inspection, it looks like the tip of it, the top triangle, is floating above the bottom. Okay, yeah, I like that. She's told you the story of her village and the prophecy. And she says, I have been proclaimed the chosen one and I must use that sword. Well, I look at the picture. I I look at the stained glass. 
and I look at her, and I sort of look at myself, and I look at back at the stained glass, and I look at her, and I look at myself, and I look at her and myself, and back to the stained glass, and I say, how do you know that's you? You hear the whispers of these old men in the corner. Is that the chosen one? Did she come back with the, with the sword? Yes, that's her. But who's that with her? Could that be the chosen one? I don't know. Let's go talk to them. I think at talk this point, them. I'm still I'm caught up in the mystery of it all, and I start to preen a little bit. And I've probably said this before in the last one, because I love to play up Carp's ego. Uh-huh. But I'm... Flattery will get you everywhere with me, mm-hmm. because... If you immortalize me in artwork, a thousand years old. <laughs> that's a thousand years old. I will do whatever the heck's on that piece of glass. So I'm still a little nervous at this point. I've, the paranoia has not gone away, but it has just been overtaken by gratified vanity at the thought that I can lead this village out of the chaos of defeat. And one of the old men comes up to you. He's an Alina. He's probably about three feet tall blue skin, sort of lizardy. He's walking with a cane. Pokes you in the knee with it. Says, who are you? <laughs> so I, who am more than twice his height, <laughs> I, I, let's remember that like 10 minutes ago, I was practicing sword fighting moves in a dark like alley. Three and hours that ago. Three hours ago, I was practicing sword fighting moves in a dark alley. And that sense of Maybe secretly I'm a LARPer, because that sense of play acting has not completely left me, and now I'm just so swept up in the fantasy of the moment that, as in most cases, the vanity trumps the paranoia, and now I'm just playing into it. Like, I am Carp. Carp? Carp who? Who are your people? Do I have a last name? You have never <laughs> Carp is all you need to know. I am a warrior for the truth. The one of the other old dudes in Iktachi says, Jerevin, she holds the sword. I, f- I feel like I'm continuing to introduce myself at length using terms that would not identify me to anyone on the message boards, but would also really make me sound a creature of legend. I think at this point, Eamon breaks in and says, she's not the chosen one. Lady Mola is the chosen one. Tell her to give her that sword. I took the sword, says Carp. I, Carp. She took the sword. She took the sword. <laughs> A little bit of an echo. I'm really, I'm really digging on the echo chamber behind me. And I, I, feel like, I feel like I've got the momentum of public opinion. I, I took the sword. Well, how could your chosen one simply be given the sword? It is as legend says. The one who takes the sword is the chosen one. At this point, I've got both fists on my hips, and I'm just looking far off into the distance in a superhero. Lady Mola, take the sword from her. Oh. It doesn't well. work like that, Eamon. <laughs> okay, that was Eamon. Eamon's the lone dissenting opinion here. You can see that Eamon is visibly upset that these old people are proclaiming that you are the chosen one. It is kind of clear that he has... Is he crushing on Lady Morla? Not really, but he's spent time with her, and he's he's sort of playing the squire role here. Okay. Like, he's the one who roots for her and, like, buffs her armor <laughs> and stuff. Sure. Yeah. 
It is as the legend says. The little Alina tries to, like, herd you with his little cane towards the back of this place. Come with me. <laughs> I sort of come along as regally as I can while being ushered along by a three-foot-tall <laughs> little guy. And he reaches up and pulls down a, a scroll and, and looks at the scroll and says, It says that the Chosen One will take the sword in our darkest hour. She took the sword. She's the Chosen One. The Iktachi says, You read things too literally, Jerifin. Just because she took the sword from somebody does not mean that she is the chosen one. She... I've wandered into a Reddit forum of theologians. If Morlo were to <laughs> take up the sword, would that not mean the same thing, even if she was given the sword freely? <sighs> These texts were meant to be read literally. I'm not so sure about that. I feel like this is a philosophical discussion they've been having for centuries. They've been having for a long time. <laughs> If you would look here, a third old <laughs> what man. What am I says, doing at this point? <laughs> no, no, what are, my, you, what are you doing as these old is men my argue? attention kind of wandering? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think it is. So, what are you doing as these. Well, I, ha I, don't, I haven't really abandoned men. my superhero pose, but might be daydreaming by now. Carp standing victorious on the field of battle. These, these four old guys are arguing about the literalness of ancient, ancient texts. What is Carp doing as her attention wanders from these three, four, these four? I'm sort of wandering around aimlessly with, still with my hands on my hips. Mm -hmm. And I think Morla grabs you by the arm, not in a threatening way, in a friendly way. <laughs> in um, a beseeching way. Yeah. And says, whichever of us is this prophesized chosen one, can I show you around our village. If you are to be the chosen one, you should know what it is you are saving. Very well. Lead the way. So I she, say magnanimously. She takes you out of this place and starts walking you around the small town. Where do you go? What does she show you? So I'm assuming a town like this does not have a post office. No. So what else? We, we talking in like a general store? We talking? There may be some sort of general store. Maybe like... What would be currency in this place? Corn? They're probably bartering food yeah, and okay. services. Well, um... There would definitely be a smith. There would be a smith, Because yeah. Eamon is wearing some sort of armor under his outfit. I, I think I ask... So Morla seems to be actually in on the know of the outside world a little bit, right? Yeah. I, I, I ask more about the isolation status of the village. Do do other people get out? How many people see the... Do they know there's a whole big city of Coruscant around them? Or how much are they aware of? We've been living our way of life for a thousand years. We know of the world above, but it is of no interest to us. It is just noise and chaos when we have peace and control down here. Other parties did go up looking for the sword. We were just the ones lucky enough to see you with it. Oh, so there have been other search parties out for the sword. What is the importance of this sword? I found it in a dim's apartment at the top of a skyscraper. I know not the words How did they get speak, it from you? But... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bad <laughs> man. 
Cart's struggling for means of communication, but Wait, I, did, I took did. it from a the, an evil man's lair you at the top of a very high building. You said dim, though, as in Darth Ascuris of the Dim Vale. Uh, Could these people have know. something to do with Darth Ascuris? His at this point, don't... would I remember, would I know enough to say yes or no to that? Probably not. I mean, I you've got the, the pyramid connection, but that's kind of vague. Yes. You've got the... So I adopt that very mysterious air of someone who doesn't actually know, but is trying to front like they do and say, possibly. I had hoped that his minions wouldn't return in my lifetime, but it seems as though they are everywhere these days. Just yesterday, they attacked a small homestead on the northwest side of town. As she's talking, she leads you to this sort of stable where you hear these weird chirping sounds coming from. And uh, leading into it, it's filled with these large, green, beaked, feathered, four-legged lizard bird things that chirp excitedly. As more are they cute? Are they, like, fuzzy, or...? They are a little more lizardy than fuzzy. Give me a xenology check. <laughs> Do I need to? Is it you imperative can re- to You can recognize these things. All right. Uh, and you're smart. <laughs> I'm smartish. Xenology. I've got four green. That's pretty good. Two purples. Imagine if I flipped a light side point. Imagine if you did. If imagine if I flipped a light side point ever. Imagine if you. Why don't you do it? For this? Yeah, sure. You don't so have I any can, yellows. You can get a triumph. So I can identify the equivalent of gerbils in this town. One of they're huge. How how huge are we talking? We're talking like. I don't know, 10, 15 feet long? Oh, okay. From nose to tail? No, I think I'll take my chances. Not looking good at all. Looking a little better. Not much. That is a failure. Why do I need to know what they are? two advantages. You've maybe seen these things before. So green and feathery and a little bit scaly. Yeah. And they chirp excitedly as Morla comes in and she grabs a bucket off the wall and scatters some (laughs) some food in their pens. Now that we've found the sword, there's going to be a celebration tonight. I take it you will stay and help us? Well, if it means that much to you. Carp's voice drops a little when she gets full of self-importance. So is Marla, is she a little upset at not being chosen one? Or how is she she dealing with this? Is she handling it pretty good? Who's to say she's not the chosen one? If this is just some elaborate plot to get the sword away from me, I'm going to be so mad. Everything is an elaborate <laughs> plot to get the sword away from you. She is not unfazed that these old guys are saying that she may not be the chosen one, but it also doesn't look like it's really rattled her. She's got the town's best interests in mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. And possibly her own suspicions were awakened when she saw me elegantly practicing elegantly. my moves in the get- the alley. Right. Elegantly. That was the word. To her, it appeared to... a picture from a song. To her, it appeared... Like More poetry. A, a child playing with a stick. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to do in town before we move on to the next little scene? Am I? Is there? Am I accidentally missing something that I did last time? Nope. <laughs> You're doing your eyebrow thing. I just said nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not flipping a light side point for a hint, but you can flip a light side point for something. I might later on. What would you like to flip a light side point for? I'm not telling you because then you'll make me flip a light side point for it. 
I'm not going to engineer my own fate here. Okay. I, uh, can I, well, it seems kind of pointless to roll a perception check again. Is there anything I should be noticing? Is perception the only thing where you notice stuff? Vigilance is noticing things that you're not looking for. Can I do that? Does anything jump out at me as far as something I should be doing? No. <laughs> well, I haven't even rolled for it. I was really asking if if there are any other places in this town that you'd like to explore. So the day goes by and more or less shows you around town. There's a smith where you hear the, the clanging of, of hammer on metal. And you you visit the center of town where there is a statue a little bit taller than the two of you of this old knight. You she takes you to the outskirts to a small homestead where that's being run by a bunch of Mon Calamari, and she introduces you to her family. Aww. Uh, her mom and dad and three little sisters. Her dad's working in the field. So being the lady of this town is a little like being chief of a small village or... Where does she get lady from? She gets lady from Eamon. Oh, okay. Who's her lackey. <laughs> uh, Eamon tags along in the background, sort of grumpily, arms crossed half the time, as the two of you uh, explore and learn about this little village. How much do you think Carp would open up Carp's not one to... No. Carp, Carp doesn't make friends easily, does she? No. Yeah. She's just sort of closed up this whole time, just taking it in. Cold yeah. objective. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wondering. I think right now she's just kind of upset that, you know, she can't... You know, sharing conspiracies on the message board has this sort of anonymity where you're not really throw, throwing the sheet off of anything and she knows she cannot talk about this place. To her message board buddies, but she really wishes she could. She doesn't want to expose this underground world? Well, she wants to. This is the second underground world that she's not willing to expose now? Well, we're peeling away the layers of card mark. <laughs> and Getting beneath the her, <laughs> under the hard shell of her exterior. Yep. The hard, she's not shellfish, shell. though. <laughs> so yeah, you're wandering around this farm with these three kids sort of running around your ankles being annoying and there are but it's also kind of homey because remember you know even though Carp knows other Mon Calamari it's been a while since she's just been amongst a yeah. handful of Mon Calamari and it, it feels very different yeah Morla tells you that there's to be a great feast tomorrow night uh, which we would hope you would stay for uh, you are more than able to stay in our home if you want. My father is mm. cooking dinner tonight. It's, it's quite good. Part <clears throat> mentally assesses how to use someone as a taste tester without knowing them knowing they're a taste tester. I think we're planning on barbecue tip yip and tubers. Some of my favorite things. What's a tuber taste like? It's a potato. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know it's that. barbecue chicken and potatoes. <laughs> okay. What's dinner like with Carp and Morla and Mr. and Mrs. Morla and three little kids? And there's probably like an Anuba sitting under the table chewing on bones. And Let's see. I think Carp's sort of demeanor of superiority, not 
phase, but she, I think, feels more and more, realizes more and more that she's in a situation she is unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. And she gets a little uncomfortable. They're trying to be very friendly. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I'll, I'll take bites of the food after I see them take bites of the food. They take bites of the food. And I, while they weren't watching, I sort of wiped my plate with my sleeve or something. It's all out of this big communal oh. dish in the center. I mean, we each have our own plates, though, right? Yeah, you have your own plates. We're not all eating out of a trough. No, you're not eating out of a trough. There's just this, there's uh, some big plates in the center that have the the potatoes and the barbecue tip-yip and some other vegetables. Everybody's just grabbing what they want. It tastes pretty good. The conversation is pretty casual. They're talking about the harvest and typical farm stuff. They don't bring up the sword or the prophecy or any of that stuff at the table. I've, I've got my sword on, though. Of course it's strapped you to my back. Mm-hmm. It makes sitting in a chair really comfortable. Yeah. If I had a dark side point, I would flip it. In the movie, this is where I expect everything to go to crap right afterwards. So, Morla's mother and father begin to clean up. Her dad starts doing dishes as mom takes the dog out to, to do dog Wait. stuff. They just, they have a, it's did an, we already Anuba. establish they have yeah, a dog? They have an Anuba, which okay. is a dog. All right. And Morla goes to help her dad clean up the dishes. What is Carp doing? Looking out the window, I suppose, of this domicile. As you look out the window, you are close enough to the village that earlier you could see the, the lights on in some of the buildings there. And now as you look, the whole thing seems to be silhouetted by orange and flickering. Uh, a rising light. Yeah. Notice how I can use dark side points even if I don't have any. That's because you're the narrator and you can just narrate stuff that happens. <laughs> yep. Yep. If for me to narrate what happens, I have to get permission it's true. from the little stones you do. to do it. So you see this fire uh, off in the distance from within the village or just beyond it. What's Carp do? I get Morla's attention. I motion her over to the window. Is that the village? Looks like it. Do you have your sword? <laughs> I, I put my hand in my hilt. Yes, I do. Is, is it on? It's on your back. So you go, you reach up to <laughs> right. your back. Yeah, okay. Ready yourself. This is happening sooner than I had hoped, but are you ready to go into battle? And then Carp realizes that for all her posturing, actually fighting in a battle with a sword for some reason is a very different proposition than what she had in mind. But let it be said. Uh, Morla runs to another room and comes back with some weapons, tosses a sword to her her dad and um, has a few, two swords in her, in her hand, straps one to her belt and gestures for you to follow her. As you make it outside, you can hear shouts and you see some stray blaster bolts coming from in this village. Are you going to be the hero or are you going to let Morla do it? Thanks for listening to this episode of Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. To find out more about us and our projects, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Nikki for playing on these episodes. For more of Nikki, check out the Other Place podcast or visit nikkismetters.com.